Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 32, Sit Back and Relax. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. How you doing, Pete? Good, good. We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So we're going to have to squeeze this out quick uh, tonight the, you know, with all the basketball that's going on. I haven't had a whole lot of time for real life. so Yeah, it's March Madness. It's the greatest time of the year outside of uh, Christmas. Masters weekend? Disney. Yeah, Masters weekend is a good one too. What, what, are, what are the odds on Tiger now? Uh, I, I think he's down to like, I don't know, about 10 to 1, 8 to 1, something like that. Should have bet 100 bucks on it at 601 uh, earlier this year. Yeah, I was going to say, I, he, he's had his odds um, greatly improve here recently. He has, he has. So tonight on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about, and this is actually a topic that was suggested to us by a listener via Twitter. Thank you, Daniel, for your topic. We're going to talk about the top five non-ride attractions at Disney World. Before we get into that, as we always do, we'll go to Tom with the news. Tom, a lot of news this week. Well, yeah, you know, we're, we're catching up on uh, on last week's news here as well. Uh, so with that, I'm going to dive right in. We will uh, we will start in Epcot. Uh, so the Odyssey Restaurant returns to part-time operations at Flex Space. Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar, this, this was one of Epcot's first table service dining establishments, you know, when the park opened uh, way back when. It's been closed for a long time, but uh, it's kind of made a bit of a comeback with all the festivals. Uh, I know when I was down there, in uh, Christmas, they had they had opened it, and there was art in there, and then there were also different food offerings and and drink offerings. So it looks like that's going to continue. Uh, it'll be semi regular operations, and it'll I say semi regular. It'll be during uh, Epcot festivals, you know, of the year, which is almost which is year round. pretty much year round at this point, right? Yeah. So uh, make sure you pop in there. It's um, you know, like, like I said, it, it's a, a pretty cool looking building. It's a nice little shortcut to get from the World Showcase to Test Track as well. So. Uh, you will probably pass it in your time in Epcot. Moving uh, on in Epcot, going to slide over to the Norway Pavilion. This is something I think is pretty exciting, uh, just some of the traffic that's there, especially with Frozen. Uh, but there's a temporary bakery temporary bakery now open. Uh, and so this week they opened, they opened a temporary bakery in the Norway Pavilion. Uh, it looks like it, it offers the famous school bread, which is, I know, one of Pete's favorites and, and a lot of people's favorites. And then, you know, they have cupcakes, pretzels, uh, small it. entree items. I think that's pretty good. It, it separates, you know, some people are going in there for drinks. Some people are going in there just to sit for a little while in the actual bakery, you know, right outside the out, out, outdoor seating. So if you just want to get something and keep moving, which you probably could eat the school bread walking. It's hard. It's it's pretty big and it's filled and it's not, it's pretty messy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess whenever you sit down, you can eat it with like a fork and knife. Um, moving on, staying at Epcot, dates announced already for the 2018 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Uh, though we're just in the middle of, you know, the spring season, it looks like Disney is, is ahead and, and ready to get the dates out for the 23rd edition of the Food and Wine Festival. It'll have a record number of days, 75 days this year. Uh, it's Jeez, all, it's, so it's, so it's, when's it starting? It, it looks like uh, it'll start August 30th and run until November 12th. So August start. Mm. Hmm. I think that's is August when Not So Scary starts as well. If it doesn't start in August, it's it's pretty early September. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that it is going to start in August this year. So with that, I'm not complaining. I mean, I think the Food and Wine Festival is awesome. To give more dates, it, it's not. Some of the stuff definitely has fall type offerings so it'll be kind of weird you know it's hot in august and september and but this just shows the popularity of the event you know this shows that people do uh, do care about food and wine i think it's the best festival epcot has so anything on that pete or just not surprised no not surprised this is popular with people and so yeah disney's going to extend it and it's going to epcot is rapidly turning into the festival park right i mean there's not really any time but summer at this point that there isn't a festival. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So I'm, su- I'm sure we'll be seeing a summer fun festival or something like that soon. Or, or who knows? Maybe they don't 
they feel like they don't need a festival in the summertime because it's busy enough. Mm-hmm. Well, moving over to Magic Kingdom. In the last two weeks, we've had uh, w- some weird activity surrounding the citrus swirl. Uh, we we talk about, you know, they had the Dole Whip. We talk about the citrus swirl as, as being a, a nice frozen treat at Disney World. Well, last week, it looked like it got discontinued and replaced with the orange swirl, which is a blend of orange and vanilla soft serve ice cream uh, instead of the vanilla soft serve and frozen orange juice which was the citrus swirl, obviously. Uh, and people kind of had a little bit of an outrage at this. People were really, really upset about this. And and so, yeah, back by fan demand is <laughs> the citrus week, swirl. It's yeah, back. it didn't take that long. And, and no. you know, I want to I kind of take this and move to the next piece of news that I think you're going to hit, and that's the, the parking situation. If, if there was that big of an outrage over the citrus swirl people are flipping out about the news and i know i'm kind of jumping jumping the gun a little bit on this but disney has announced that they're going to start charging for parking at resorts for resort guests yeah and and that is something we were going to hit and we can dive into it now to talk about I, I just, the fan reaction you know the the fan reaction to the citrus swirl and the fan reaction to this parking situation are both kind of identical it's really interesting to me that after a week, Disney brings back the citrus swirl. Do you think we could see a similar situ- or a similar response from Disney with regard to parking? You know, I don't know. And to give to give some uh, to shed some light on what what's going on, Disney is now going to charge a nighttime parking fee at the resort hotels. And for deluxe resorts, it's twenty four bucks a night. Moderate is nineteen. Value is thirteen dollars uh, per night. This is ridiculous. I, we we talk all the time about paying for, you know, your vacation and Disney upcharge and and we we give Disney the benefit of the doubt. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. This is nothing but a cash grab, plain and simple. And and I and Pete and I were talking last night actually, you know, about staying at some of those good neighboring hotels. And I mentioned to him they do charge for parking there, but their rooms are cheaper. I mean, in some cases, in some cases now. You're staying at an all-star, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of 50-50 at that point. But if you're going to stay at a deluxe resort and you're going to pay 24 bucks a night for parking on top of the five, six, seven hundred dollars a night you're already paying, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I can't I cannot believe this. And this is, you know, you know the only almost... thing the only thing that Disney could do is start charging a resort fee at you know value resorts that would that would piss me off more than this this is almost this is almost worth taking your car and parking at the free garage over at Disney Springs <laughs> and Uber and, and Uber it over to your resort the, I agree the, and and I know we jumped around but to Pete's point similar situations right you know the fan Disney Disney runs the parks but the fans have their say and, and if it gets loud enough and it's I'm I'm frustrated I don't even want to use I'm trying to watch my tone but it's very frustrating. We understand that Disney's going to raise prices. We understand that Disney's going to have premium events. That's fine. Like, that's expected, right? Disney's investing a lot of money into their theme parks. You know, so they're they're constantly improving. So they're constantly increasing ticket prices. Inflation's a fact of life, and we understand that. But this, to me, just says cash grab. Mm-hmm. Now, moving over... To uh, to Animal Kingdom after rant over for uh, for me and Pete. Uh, th- this is interesting. So live entertainment at Pandora, and I don't know that I've even touched on this a lot, but they do have some live entertainment there. It's basically some drummers. Uh, it's a pretty cool show. I, I watched it. Uh, it's gotten downsized, uh, and I'm not sure why. That you know the two biggest attractions in Animal Kingdom right now are River, are uh, Navi River Journey and Flight of Passage. I can tell so, you why it got downsized because it costs too much, and Disney can't afford it with the extra twenty four bucks a night they're grabbing from people. Apparently, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, the show went dark a, a couple weeks ago, and then it came back, and it looks like five seven minutes of the show has been cut. Some dialogue explaining the history of the land has been cut. I don't know if you know it could be as simple as the show was too long and crowds were like leaving toward the end, and Disney's like, "Well, let's just cut it." Or, or it could be that nobody was paying attention to the dialogue. I can say that I did not stay for the full show. 
and I did not pay attention <laughs> to the dialogue. So I, I thought the I thought the drumming was was cool, and it was an area to kind of bring a crowd for a few minutes. Uh, but figured that that, that um, you know just kind of noteworthy out of out of uh, Pandora: The World of Avatar. Now, another one, Link Pass, is now being handed out at Avatar's Flight of Passage. Uh, you, you all have probably have seen a video, ridden it. You know a little bit about Flight of Passage. But uh, I guess it helps keep guests informed. So it's it's just like what they hand out on Mission Space, Mission space to, tell you, yep. to tell you exactly what's coming, to tell you, hey, this thing, you know, it's a little bit more violent than you might be used to on a ride, whatever. But But it's a constant reminder for people, I think. Well, and it covers Disney's tale too. Mm-hmm. Oh, we handed this out. I mean, you, we can't for you know we can't you know we tell you read this while you're waiting in the queue. Uh, but so whenever you're riding that, that is one change you'll see. Uh, moving over to just some general resort news. Looks like a new Pixar experience just for kids is going to come to the Contemporary. Uh, it starts April 13th. It'll be an immersive child uh, children's experience revolving around the world of Pixar. I think it'll be hosted, uh, like I said, at Contemporary. It looks like it'll be sixty-five bucks a child, so it's it's pretty expensive. Uh, but it, it'll feature character interactions and and fun activities. You got Space Ranger training, Woody's Roundup, Piston Piston Cup Challenge, uh, and then you'll be able to make reservations starting this week. Uh, the cost of dinner is included in that, uh, so that helps out a little bit. So that's that's not as unreasonable then. You know, if you're into some character, maybe it's a, a good way to meet some characters as well. Uh, staying here, looks like some permit, uh, a new permit has surfaced that hints at some construction on the former River Country Park site. Which, yeah, I saw this. This is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, because it's kind of been, I mean, it's been dead for so long. But it looks like this permit shows Disney's planning on making uh, some geotechnical borings, which are pre-construction measure that evaluates you know, the land ahead of, ahead of any major construction outside of that. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody does, you know, the expectations are a new hotel. What, I don't, I don't really know anything else it could be because it's not, you know, it's outside the park. It's outside all the parks. So I, I think, I think that's probably what it's going to be is a new, new resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Easter is, Pretty much in full swing starting this week. Disney will have some Easter-themed additions. They'll have Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny character meet and greet and Town Square Courtyard, obviously, in Magic Kingdom. Uh, It'll kick off March 19th, so it'll kick off Monday of this week. You'll have the podcast the day after this starts. And it'll last all the way through April 1st. I think there are going to be some Easter-themed outfits that will debut uh, on the Main Street Trolley Show as well. Uh, and Easter weekend, there will be a pre-parade before Festival of Fantasy, uh, which is often pretty crowded. And then the last piece of news, uh, Disney H2O Glow Nights to start this summer. I've seen them do things like this. It, it's uh, Typhoon Lagoon will play host to a Toy Story-themed After Hours Upcharge event. Uh, I think it'll be inspired or hosted by like Party Source Rex. Uh, and, and it'll be known as the H2O Glow Nights. Uh, to kick off June 21st at 8 p.m. after the park closes to regular day guests, and it runs all the way until 11 p.m. So guests can enjoy special lighting, uh, transform the water park like never before as Buzz, Woody, and Jesse throw a beach party inspired by their friend, Party Source Rex. So let me let me just recap the news for everybody. Disney's got more upcharge events that they've announced, and they're charging for parking now. That's uh, that's pretty much it, right? That's the gist of it. Yeah, I needed I needed to say it was fifty five bucks for adults and fifty for children. <laughs> <laughs> the, the glow night is not like it's included if you're a resort guest. <laughs> so, so uh, I, that, think, I think that really sums it up, right? Yeah, that's the news. It's it's a lot of news. The only thing that that I, I did not hit in Epcot. This is probably simply because it's totally out of our price range. But uh, there's been a Club Thirty Three doorbell that now has appeared outside of the American adventure. If you remember, this was the upfront fee of 25 grand. And then what? 10 grand a year after that. At least I was going to say, you haven't, you haven't gotten your membership kit yet. No, no, I'm still out. But uh, if if you notice, if anybody wants to donate to our club 33 membership fund, uh, we're we're only, we're only 25 grand away guys. Uh, close. $24,998 away. I okay. found I found a couple bucks in my couch. So. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, 
that that was the only thing. So if you do see that in Epcot and you're wondering what that is, the the Mindu Disney just told you it's uh it, it will short. I, I I would predict Club Thirty Three will shortly open uh, right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So a lot of news, a lot of exciting new costs for Disney to charge you. So let's let's talk about let's go into our main topic for tonight and let's talk about some things that Disney is not going to charge you more for. And and these are going to be attractions that are included with the price of admission that are not rides. So before we start on this, we kind of had this discussion off air, what constitutes a ride? And I think, what did we come up with? If you're moving. So we can throw some examples. Carousel of Progress is a ride because you're moving. Okay. So yeah, Carousel of Progress is a ride. You're moving. Um, Soren. I mean, you technically move. You move. So yeah, I would Sorin, consider that a ride. Soren and Flight of Passage were two that we were kind of kicking around. But, but there are some things that you move yourself that I guess we're not going to count as rides, right? So like the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Not a ride. Not a ride, but you're you're moving. But I mean, yeah, we, you don't consider it a ride from walking from Tomorrowland to Adventureland. I wish there so, was a ride. So basically, what we're basically what we're saying is. If you have a problem with anything that we've called a non-ride attraction, just tweet us and and explain why, and we'll just delete your tweet and go from there. <laughs> no, we, no. What what he means? We just wanted to we wanted to constitute our uh, like our rules to the game here. So so we we had to cut it off at some point, and we did. And we're we're also including shows in this. Correct. Yep. Correct. So the nighttime shows, the daytime shows, whatever. All of those are really attractions. They're things at the park that are not rides. Yep. So totally. You want to you want to you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so w- with the first top five non-ride attraction, do you want to go five to one or one to five? Let's just do no particular order because I have a real problem like ranking. Well, uh, let's just do. Let's not rank them. Let's just we're gonna knock ten out. We're gonna knock ten out. So really, not top. It is top five, just not in order. Yeah, so top five, no order. I'm gonna I'm gonna start at the World Showcase, and you guys have heard us talk about this. We have a, a three part episode series on the World Showcase and diving into each pavilion. This is, is that a, really what those three episodes are about, Tom. Yeah, yeah, you, we're learning about the pavilions and learning about the best drinks around the world. <laughs> absolutely, and food, and food. That's true. But the World Showcase is a huge part to what makes Epcot top two. Maybe my favorite park at Disney. Uh, it depended on the day. It it encompasses kind of the educational background because you do learn about different cultures, and then it has a ton of fun. and And it, the thing I think the World Showcase does best is it spans across a ton of age groups. Because as kids, I loved it because of the kid cots and you know making all the a little Disney themed deal and you know getting to go visit all these and getting my little passport stamped. I mean that was fun as a kid and. You know, my parents probably enjoyed the actual culture, the food, the the sights and sounds. Uh, and then as you grow up, I, I only maybe as like a teenager, World Showcase is kind of weird spot because you're not quite there to enjoy some of the adult things in the World Showcase, but and you're too old to do the kid cod. So, but once you get really past, you know, 21, unless you're a big foodie before then, you know, your your taste buds start to adapt. You want to you want to drink different. Uh, you know, different types of alcohol, different cultural drinks. So I think the World Showcase gives you like a little sample into that country and you get a little bit of taste of their culture, their food, their drink. So that's uh, that's that's one of my first choices. Yeah, I think this is great. And, and this is a great example of really World Showcase is an attraction unto itself. Yes, there are rides, there are attractions that are in World Showcase. But I mean, you think about it, just walking around and Looking at the architecture in World Showcase is kind of an attraction unto itself. So yeah, I like this. I like this choice a lot. Let me hear yours. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah. All right. So mine and and this is something that a lot of people kind of skip through, but it is the uh, the seas with Nemo and friends. And I'm not talking about the ride that you have to go on to get to the seas, although that is part of the experience. But I'm talking about what used to be known as Sea Base Alpha. And I, I guess it's just the seas with Nemo and friends now. But yeah, I don't know if they break up the name anymore. Yeah, I don't think they do either. But look, this used to be, I think it, 
was at one point, and it may still be the largest saltwater aquarium, the largest saltwater tank in the United States. And that, that may have changed. If you like aquarium, if you like fish, I mean, there's manatee here, there's dolphins, there's sharks, there's fish. It's just an overall cool experience. Kids, you know, kids love this. Kids can come here and spend hours here. I can spend hours here just just watching the fish swim by. Plus, you've got coral reef in there too. Uh, coral reef is it's close. It's not in there, but obviously, coral reef is jammed inside one of the aquariums. But you know, there's also part of that. You know, you can watch the scuba divers go down. You Hell, can watch you, him, can, you can you can be a scuba diver. Yeah, you yeah, can be a scuba diver if yeah. as long as you're scuba certified. Yep. You know, I like this choice. Uh, we, the men do Disney trip. I don't know that we made it in here. We did. We went, we rode the seas. We spent 20 or 30 minutes in there. Not but a whole lot of time. Our last trip, we went in there and they were feeding the manatees. A bunch of lettuce, but still pretty cool. And uh, they had some scuba divers in there, which was which was interesting to watch. And they have some trivia games. They have some educational stuff in there too. And I like marine life. I, I don't. Like getting- I do too. And and this is, you know, you can go to any aquarium in the world and see this. But I mean this is you know, this is Disney, so it's bigger. Oh, there's some uh there's some some hidden Mickeys in there as well. A lot of hidden Mickeys in there. Yeah, I, I like this choice. I, again, this is one of those things that applies to all age groups. You know, you I saw some crazy like a fish like crab looking thing. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember calling <laughs> the entire party over to come look at it. <laughs> so I like that one. All right, what you got? Yeah, next I'm gonna go with happily ever after. Formally wishes. Maybe maybe another debate episode of what we like better. But I love when Disney does a show that tells a story. And my biggest fear is when they went to happily ever after that they wouldn't have a story associated with it. But they blew me away. Fireworks are awesome. I mean. Who doesn't like fireworks? Uh, and then any any kind of castle projection, anything with, you know, that Disney music that almost takes you back to your childhood, makes you happy. This show has it. You know, you, you go on a whirlwind of emotions of what's going to happen at the end, and it's happily ever after. So, I, and I like being in the Magic Kingdom at night, and so that that plays into it as well. I, it's just something that any night, most of the time, I'm in the Magic Kingdom. I will have to make my way in front of the castle to see this show. Even if I, you know, when I was younger, I could skip this and maybe I appreciate it more now. When I was a kid, I just wanted to ride, 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 ride. But this is probably my sec, my, my second choice for non-ride attractions. Yeah, and it's, this is a good show. No question about that. And and you talked about the nostalgia and, and you know, hearing the Disney music. And really that's, we've done an entire episode on that, right? That's what, yeah. that's that Disney difference. That's what drives people to Disney is, is they've got that nostalgia. And so for Disney to take that and to put it into a show that plays every night, you know, you're going to go and you can see fireworks at Magic Kingdom every night, but it is, it's a, it's kind of a, it doesn't matter who you're with or, it, you know, you just kind of get that feeling watching this show. Well, you know, it's, it's Disney fireworks and Disney parades, both scream like Disney to me, you know, the parades and the fireworks shows. And to me, the the fireworks shows do, the parades do not as much. And I think it's the electric light parade did because it's at night. The daytime parades don't really do anything for me. The nighttime parades, yes. Yeah, electric light parade was good. And I mean, I listened to the Spectrum Magic soundtrack yesterday. So <clears throat> what's your next one, man? What you got? Okay, so staying in Magic Kingdom, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. God, love it. Love it. This, this, I mean, it's again, it's an attraction, not a ride, but this really starts. There's, there's never a line to this unless it's peak, peak season. You're going to go in, you're going to wait 10 or 15 minutes, which is, you know, the length of the show. In the meantime, you're going to be texting in your jokes that are going to be used in the show. So the way they do this is amazing to me. You know, they've got cast members who are actually performing. So every show is different that you go to. And there's always a chance that you're going to owe everybody in the audience churros or that you're going to be that guy. And I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't been there, but but being that guy is is quite an experience. 
Yeah, I that that is one thing that I will forever be envious of Pete over is that he was that guy. I was that guy. And you know, I've been with uh, multiple parties who we did the churros. You know, we had to, we somebody in our party had to buy everyone churros. You know, in our Mendu Disney trip, we actually dressed ridiculously all except one of us Hawaiian Disney shirts <laughs> looking to be that guy like everywhere we went basically and uh this one's great it, it is different every time the jokes are kid friendly if any parents are listening that they're but you st- they're so stupid sometimes it's hilarious they are it's it's funny and it's you know it's again it, it kind of, it's kind of, this is kind of like the jungle cruise and that the audience that you're that you're with kind of dictates the quality of the show that you're going to get. Yep. If the audience is in it, if the audience is participating, I feel like that really influences the cast members to to perform better. Well, yeah, because to your point, it's live and they can see you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at a digital screen, but they are watching the crowd, and and they also do some interaction stuff outside of that guy and Churro. And as long as that, if that interaction level is high and the people are getting into it and the crowd's laughing. You're absolutely right. I mean, they they are very quick-witted. They are. And, th- and this is a similar technology that is used in uh, Turtle Talk. Yep. Mm-hmm. With the with the actors acting and then appearing on screen. Yeah, and but, talking with the kids there, but, too. Yeah. But this to, me is, this, to me, is miles above Turtle Talk. Yeah, I've, all, I've always liked this. And, it's, it, the, and we ride it. We, I say ride. We go to the show multiple times a trip because... It's different. You know, it's not yep. the same thing over and over again. Yep. And it's a nice air-conditioned spot. Get out of the sun it for is. a little while. It is. All right. What do you got next? So this is not something that directly impacts me on my Disney vacations right now. It's the age. I don't have kids. I've done it. I have autographed books fill, I could fill to the ceiling. But character meet and greets. It's a huge part growing up for me. My family... It was a quest to find, like, the Jiminy Crickets, you know, the Maleficence, the difficult characters to find. And at one point, before they had all these, you know, additional upcharge events, these characters would periodically appear in park hours, and it was like a mad dash to find out when they were coming out. And before they parked the characters, too. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know where they'd pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can remember traveling distances in Animal Kingdom to go get Jiminy Cricket, because we had never... Never been able to, to see him as a character. But, you know, that's that's beside the point here. But character meet and greets is, you know, kids see that and they relate to it. And it it is Disney. It brings everything to life. You know, yes, I understand <laughs> it's not really Mickey Mouse. But it is Mickey Mouse. You're in, you're in Disney World. And, and the best part about it, about the whole Mickey Mouse thing, is he'll never be in two places at once in Magic Kingdom, which is pretty sweet. There's or only one parts. Mickey. There's only one Mickey, correct. So... I think the connection with kids, Disney characters, and Walt's dream of everyone's a kid in Magic Kingdom, bring everyone to their childhood, it's the happiest place on earth. This this adds a lot to it with the with the meet and greets. I agree with I agree with you on that. I mean it's not we're not standing in line to meet characters. And in fact, when we went to Mickey's Not So Scary, there are there are rare characters out there. You know, you've got all seven dwarfs parked yep. in, in front of uh which am I call it? Seven Dwarfs Mine Mine Train. Train. Yeah. Yep. And and we didn't we didn't go visit the characters. But you're right. For somebody that has kids or or somebody that just really likes characters, there are a lot of people out there that really just want to get their picture taken, want to meet the characters. This is a huge deal. And Disney delivers on it. Sometimes the the locations where these characters are are really attractions unto themselves with the theming that's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm okay with this one. Uh, well, and again, it's a we're doing non-ride attractions, and I think this is kind of an attraction in itself. So my next non-ride attraction is Muppet Vision 3D at Hollywood Studios. This is I don't Can know. I ask you a know, question first. Yeah, is it because there's nothing else to do in Hollywood Studios? No, and I was I was actually going to talk about that. So there really isn't a whole lot to do at Hollywood Studios, and I feel like we leave this out. When we discuss what there actually is at Hollywood Studios, we leave out Muppet Vision 3D a lot. But and I, and I don't know the last time you went to Muppet Vision 3D. It was probably the Mendu Disney trip, right? No, I went. We went last time I was to Disney in December. Did, okay, Th- this is just a good show. 
it's it's classic Muppets. You know, you get exactly what you're what you expect going into a Muppet show. It's what fifteen minutes long, something like that. So it's yep. it's just the perfect length to get out of the sun. It's it's long enough to enjoy it, but it's short enough that your kids aren't going to get bored in there. And so this show is great for kids because kids love the Muppets, and there's some funny you know sight gags that sort of thing. But it's also good for adults because there's there's some good jokes in there. I don't know. To me, this is kind of a hidden gem at Hollywood Studios that I think a lot of people forget about. I know we do when we talk about Hollywood Studios. But in typical Muppet fashion, this turns into, you know, everybody's got this grand scheme to put on a show, and it turns into a catastrophe. It, it is a catastrophe. That That's for certain. It is, I mean, I'm trying to think of what I could combat it with outside of my selections. I mean, it's, it's a good show. I, I think I think they could update it. They could update it. They could update it. And I'm not, I'm not like a huge Muppets guy. I mean, I like the Muppets. Muppets Christmas Carol. Love Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Take Manhattan. Great movie. You know, wouldn't it be, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just, I'm not a huge Muppets guy, but you know, I I think it's definitely worth coming and seeing this show. I wouldn't come to Hollywood Studios just to see this show. Now, wouldn't it be easy to just have a seasonal Muppet Vision 3D where it's maybe a summer show, a Christmas show. I think they could very easily do that and, and it would add a lot. Okay, I agree with you. But you saying that is like me saying, why don't we just change out Space Mountain every season? There would be people who would flip on you. I'd flip on you if you said that about Space Mountain. <laughs> exactly. So when you when you say, oh, why don't we just update Muppet Vision 3D? I mean, there are people that love this show and that would kill you in your sleep if you even suggested it. I'm I'm okay with this one. I, I'm not as on board, I think, as you are with this one. I'm okay with it. Okay. Okay. What do you got um, next? Yeah, so this is uh, – I'm looking out for the parents here and for, you know, anyone that's not a huge Frozen fan. And it's going to sound contradictory when I say this, but Frozen sing-along. You love Frozen. Because if you say you couldn't ride the Frozen attraction, I guarantee you can go to the Frozen sing-along. And it has all the same – songs you know the frozen soundtrack pretty much everything frozen you needed but the jokes in between the songs are very they're kid friendly but they probably go over most kids head and they become funny to the adults in the room it may be the best air conditioner in all of disney world as well so that plays into it too i asked a cast member cast member told you that right cast member told me that i said hey i'm really needing where's the best ac here and and the young lady said frozen sing-along and i said whatever i did not realize what i was getting myself into with all the screaming kids singing frozen but the ac was well worth it and the show is pretty good so you know i know there's better ones people may say beauty and the beast is better they may say indiana jones is a better show i get all that totally aware but this uh, this kills a few birds with one stone because you know Frozen is still one of the most popular things in Disney World. So here's my problem with with this pick. I, I like Frozen. Don't get me wrong. And and I have this problem with a lot of the like shows at Disney that are just kind of run throughs of the movie. Like Beauty and the Beast, I think is a prime example. Yep. Yep. Little Mermaid is is a prime example. Right, yep. <clears throat> These are just rehashes of the movie. You're not really getting anything new. The cast members that perform in them are very talented, but you look at a show, and this is why I like the Finding Nemo show so much. That show, I feel like, is taking the movie, it's adapting it, it's adding songs, it's adding music to a movie that didn't have really have it before. And, and so you're getting a different experience. You're not just rehashing the movie. So that's kind of my problem with, with the Frozen sing-along. Is, and, and I know it's not the same thing, but... It's the songs from Frozen. Like, I could download a CD and, and do that and sing along in the car with my kids. So I don't feel like you're really getting much out of here. Okay. But that being said, I'd, 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 I'm not saying I would skip it. Uh, I skipped it last trip. <laughs> I thought you, were, you guys were going to go on it. Yeah, I don't remember what we did instead. I mean, it couldn't have been much because... You know, the, the cra- we may have done a, we may We did a lot of shopping that day. Because I remember texting you about that. We had a long lunch for reasons out of our control and whatever. We skipped it. I'm, I'm just surprised that you were able to and still make a full day. Well, we made a full day. We, we walked slower is what we did. <laughs> so my next one, I think you're going to disagree with because I'm pretty sure that uh, 
I've heard you call it boring before. <laughs> but is it is it um is it something with history? It is. It is. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's terrible. So <laughs> it, it's the Hall of Presidents. You know the you know that feeling that you get, and and I'm kind of talking about the pre Donald Trump show because I haven't seen haven't seen the show since they've added Donald Trump. You know that feeling you get when you're standing in front of the castle watching Happily Ever After, whatever the show may be. Like that's when I go to the Hall of Presidents. Like I kind of get the same feeling like about being an American. You know, particularly when you know you hear the oath of office being spoken and. Before this update, you had Morgan Freeman as a narrator. So, you know, you had God himself narrating. It just, I don't know, it makes, makes you proud to be an American, walks you through history. And it's, it's cool to see all these guys in period-appropriate clothing and, and how lifelike these animatronics have gotten. I mean, snooze fest is all I hear. <laughs> the coolest thing about Hall of Presidents is the presidential seal. The pre-show area is pretty cool. There's there's a lot of photographs of presidents. There is a presidential seal. There's some presidential artifacts. So yeah, but it's all just, of that you know, when, is fine. When the curtain but... when when the curtain opens and they're all standing there and I don't know hits me in the feels. I, you know, this one I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree. I this does nothing for me. I think there's there's better shows at Disney. There are better non-ride attractions than this. It, it may do a lot for a lot of people. I mean, if you're proud to be an American, I don't, I don't think there's anything don't better than that. that. Don't other than maybe that. the American don't, adventure. Don't. No, that's terrible too. You should see me at Fourth of July and then come at me and ask me if I'm proud to be an American. I, I don't, dude. I don't know. I just don't like this. I don't like this show, attraction, whatever you want to call it. I don't like it. I, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But I bet you went on it last time you were at Disney. It was closed. Oh yeah, it was still closed. It was we closed. did. The, we did it. Men do Disney. We did, but it was closed. Uh, they were renovating I, with adding. I didn't Trump think about yet. that. I didn't think yep. about that. Yeah, but we would have. We did American Adventure, so yeah. And I tried to sleep. You know, and again, the time. this is kind of one of those attractions that 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 goes back to Walt and Walt's vision for what Disney World should be. So it's a direct connection to Walt as well. Yeah, no, I agree. That that is a a, a good point because this is definitely a Walt thing. He loved. Well, it. I mean, you know, the the great great moments with Mr. Lincoln at the uh, at the World's Fair was yep. kind of the impetus to this. Yep, and Lincoln still has a huge role in the Hall of Presidents, so uh, it has stayed to its roots. I can't imagine Trump has much to offer in it. Nothing. No, not again. We're not getting political here, but they typically new presidents don't really. No, they say a couple of words. And, yeah, it's and not. That's pretty, um, you know, it's a little speech welcoming guests or whatever so i can't imagine he's got a huge role in it either but um last last selection here and i i really toyed over this one because there are multiple shows in this park alone that that i didn't know what to choose but i chose festival lion king slightly over finding nemo you know we we kicked around I kicked around Beauty and the Beast, but Festival Lion King is a really good show. This is, you know, we often talk about, I don't know if it's quite Broadway level, because Lion King on Broadway is something special, but uh, the the acrobats, I mean, the people that are jumping around the place, it's a high-energy show, great for kids, very entertaining, got the music that you would want. It is a hot ticket. It is. At uh, in Animal Kingdom, Fast Passes book up quickly. There is a standby for it. You don't often see that with shows. You know, Beauty and the Beast, you can walk up to any time of the day, pretty much, and get in the next show. Festival Lion King is very popular. It it is, and and again, like Finding Nemo, this is not. It's not a straight adaptation of the Lion King movie. I mean, yes, there are. It is kind of. There are songs from the Lion King in it, but they're not just rehashing the movie. I don't feel like. Yeah, I'd agree, and that and and to your point earlier when we discussed Beauty and the Beast, you know, it's it's kind of like Indiana Jones is almost similar to Festival Lion King. They, they don't rehash Indiana Jones. I mean, there are scenes from there it. are scenes in it, yes, but, but it's a not lot a rehash. of it, I mean, Indiana Jones is a lot more the nuts and bolts of how all that works. Mm-hmm. Festival Lion King is it's a really good show, and we 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 did 
Finding Nemo instead of this last time simply because it was kind of choose one and we had the two of us had never done Finding Nemo. But yeah, I, I think this is a good one. I highly recommend this. This this would be higher on a top five list. You know, this is not. You know, certainly it's better than Frozen Sing Along. Certainly it's better than you know. In my opinion, I don't know. Actually, maybe number four. <laughs> that I'm looking. At <laughs> but you're right about. I mean, the the actors are and actresses are very talented. They they get the audience involved in it. It's high energy. It's 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 fun for the kids. You know, this is kind of more. It's more like a tribal celebration right yeah it's not yeah. it's not like you've got simba and nala and timon and pumbaa and they're just walking through the movie yeah it's it is not it, it is not a direct representation of the movie at all so please don't go into it if you haven't been able to, to see the show don't go into it without those expectations it is its own entity for sure mm-hmm. now it does mm-hmm. have those simba i mean it has the characters you'd want to Correct. see timon and Pumbaa are massive parts of the show, mm-hmm. but it, it is a it is certainly its own deal. Isn't there? Don't the hyenas like throw fire or something like that? Uh, there is fire in the show. There is. It's very like circus. Almost some of the, the yeah. sounds are like circusy, like a lot of tumbling and gymnastics and that that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. My last one, I kind of saved the best for last, and this is. Again, it's it's a nighttime spectacular, but I still feel like it's an attraction, and that is Fantasmic. I knew this was coming. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about Fantasmic a lot. Fantasmic has that has that same thing that you talked about with Heavily Ever Happily Ever After, where it tells a story. It's an original story. It uses classic Disney songs, classic Disney characters to do that. So you get all the classic Disney characters, all the classic Disney songs. But it's an original story. You're not you're not just rehashing a movie. It's got great special effects. It's got water. The only thing that the only negative thing that I'll say about this show is that you've got to get there so early. And if it's windy, you know, A, you're probably gonna get wet, and B, they might cancel the show. Yeah, you have to get there early. Uh, or you do you know, we've we have and I'll quickly cycle through it. You can either wait, stand by and get there really early. You can Use a fast pass. Some say Which it's wasting kind of a, a fast waste. pass yeah. uh, because it kind of handcuffs you the rest of the day. Or you can go to uh, one of the preferred seating dining establishments, which are uh, Mama Melrose's, the Brown Derby, and Hollywood and Vine. Which is what which is what I that's what we do. do. That mm-hmm. that we we don't want to burn the fast pass. We don't want to waste the time to stand in line. So I try to get Mama Melrose's, and if you can't get that, go to Hollywood and Vine. And you got to eat, right? You got to eat. Yeah. And both places, you eat a lot. <laughs> both places are good. <laughs> and but, and Mama, Mama Melrose especially, you know, you could really, it doesn't take that much longer than a quick service restaurant at Mama Melrose. Really, Hollywood and Vine too, you could be in and out because it's a buffet. It's your own pace. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say the food is better at Mama Melrose's. But much better. Much better. That is obviously the harder of the two to get into as well. And, mm-hmm. and again... We're, I know we're, all, we're going on a Fantasmic ramp, but Mama Melrose does not have characters while Hollywood and Vine does, so if that would maybe sway your decision. Yep. But anyway, back to the list of top five nine-rod attractions. Fantasmic's great. I, I agree with you. I didn't put it on my list because I knew you had it on yours, mm-hmm. and we, we were trying to get ten different things. But, I mean, without without Fantasmic, Hollywood Studios really wouldn't be worth going to right now. Yeah, Hollywood Studios loses its draw to me completely if if there's no Fantasmic. I mean, yeah, there's still a couple of rides there, but it's not worth it. That's the only reason I would go and stay well, all day at that's Hollywood the thing, Exactly. To your point, that exactly right. That's what keeps me there all day because I know I'm having, you know, what I view as the best show in, in Disney World at that evening. So I got no issue there. You know, the only two I had an issue with for you were Hall of Presidents and Muppets. Uh, I am a big believer in Fantasmic. Could they update Fantasmic? Could they add some more scenes? Could they change it up a little bit? Sure. There's a, there's a, vast array of of scenes characters that they could add well maybe not characters because you know at the end you pretty much see every disney character that's ever been created but could they change some of the scenes up a little bit you know throw a couple scenes into rotation whatever yeah sure you know would it make it better i don't know it would make it different yeah people people complain about phantasm because it hasn't changed in so long but there's a reason 
does it make it better to change it or does it just make it different? You mm-hmm. know, Pocahontas kind of fits in, kind of doesn't fit in, but you know, some but kids. But Fantasmic, Fantasmic wouldn't be Fantasmic without look John Smith. Yeah, well, when he swings, <laughs> guy got if you don't stage get a, fright. If you don't get a bum, John Smith. Yeah, guy got stage fright at the show I was at. They had the B crew out that night. <laughs> Crazy. So, and and sometimes to that point too, sometimes they have to change the show up because of weather conditions. I mean, when. The weather was perfect that night. He but when you guys saw when you guys saw it in what July, they they didn't do a lot of the special effects. Yeah, and um, they actually messed up that show too. No, they didn't <laughs> mess up the Men Do Disney trip. That that show was good. That, but, that was perfection. That was perfection. Although yeah. we were we were all rooting for John Smith to uh, to miss his grip or miss his ladder. Yeah, we didn't want him to fall, but we did want him to have to swing back and forth, back and forth because he missed his <laughs> he missed his little ladder. He's gonna grab. But hey, do you want to? Are there any honorable mentions or ones that you were on the fence about? I mean, we've already talked about Finding Nemo. That to me is is up there. That I kind of I kind of want to put that in with a slash next to Muppet Vision because that's a show you really shouldn't miss if if you're if you've got the time. That and, and Indiana Jones too. We kind of talked about that as well. Both of those are good shows. They they add something to the to the franchise. Yeah, and a few a few I'll hit. I agree with you. Fine, it's a travesty we left Finding Nemo out. It certainly deserves to be in there. Uh, and so while we're hitting that, Indiana Jones, same thing. Uh, a couple more. I like Illuminations. Maybe not for very much longer. You don't like Illuminations. Yeah, I like. You're right. You're right. I like Illuminations. The Tree of Life Awakening is is cool to watch when you're walking around through Animal Kingdom. Then if you have kids, Jedi Training. Yeah, is, I was I was going to mention Jedi Training. I've never done it. I've watched it countless times, stood there for 15, 20, 30 minutes and, and watched the kids do it. Looks like a ball. You know, now, uh, there are some non-ride attractions to avoid as well. By far at the top of the list, Swiss Family Treehouse. Okay, unless you have kids, because kids love that. No. You loved it when you were a kid. No, I didn't. Burn it to the ground. I, I don't care about Swiss. It does, what, what, what does that register with me? Nothing. That and that and Tom Sawyer Island. Make I mean. it make it Tarzan. Make it Tarzan themed, and then I can. Okay, but on. what's but what is the difference really? It's Sw- it's called Swiss Family Treehouse. So that's like legit. I don't even know what the there. Swiss Family is, who they are. All right. What about um, Tom Sawyer Island? No, I like that. That that's a good that's a good one. That's not an avoid <laughs> one. Oh, What's another avoid one is Country Bear Jamboree. Now, while we're no. thinking on it, Country Bear Jamboree is is funny, terrible. I'm okay with Country Bear Jamboree. If, oh, we know, if, we know. If you're gonna, if you're going to, if you've got a choice between the Tiki Room and Country Bear Jamboree, which which one do you choose? Neither. <laughs> you got to choose one. What do you uh, pick? Citrus Swirl. <laughs> you wait. You wait and get a Citrus Swirl I'll while everybody else rides the Tiki. Swirl. goes on the Tiki Room. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean that's I. I think that's really any, anything you need to avoid. I. I personally am not a Swiss Family Treehouse kind of guy. Kids now it comes out. Kids. Kids love it though. They love climbing. You know, whatever. If you're into that, good. We talked about great moments in American history, which Tom obviously doesn't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right there with you. Yep. And we talked. You know, and the Tiki Room, which I think again is one of those classic Walt attractions that Tom can't stand. Well, you know, the the t- the Tiki Room's cool because of how they got the Tiki, like how it became a deal. You know, Walt saw uh, an animatronic bird, bought it, brought it back, said replicate it. And that was not only the beginning of like the Tiki Room, but also animatronics in general. But wasn't Country Bear Jamboree a Walt thing too? I'm not giving it that. <laughs> Not giving it that. It's been there for a long time. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, good. Well, so there's, I guess, top five in no specific order, non-ride attractions. And then, as always, if you guys have any differing opinions, if you want to tell Tom how wrong he is about Hall of Presidents or, you know, let him know what a big Muppet fan you are, tweet us at WDW podcast. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's it. I can't remember the Twitter handle. Or, uh, Pete, or Pete does or, less on Twitter than I do. <laughs> or, or send us an email. 
You know, do you remember our email or no? I, I, I it's mendoww at gmail.com. I do know okay. that one. You got that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now that we've wrapped that up and I remember what the Twitter handle is, let's, uh, let's go to the trivia question in the news. Secret. What, do you what got? are you talking about? God, I am, I am, let me start that over. <laughs> let's go to the secret and the trivia question. What do you got, Tom? So Disney secret of the night. Did you know that Liberty Square to Frontierland and Magic Kingdom is a perfect, well, close to perfect representation of the geographical layout of the United States? Starting in Liberty Square with the Haunted Mansion, which is themed as an upstate New York mansion. Obviously, that represents the eastern side of our country. As you move toward Frontierland, you're traveling west, concluding with Splash Mountain and Big Thunder, representing Utah and Arizona. Along the way, you'll run into the Hall of Presidents and Liberty Tree Tavern, which of course represents New England. And also, Tom Sawyer's Island and Country Bear Jamboree, representing the South. Granted, some things have changed. Not a whole lot of old mine trains running through the American West now. Uh, but this shows the dedication Disney had to representing the entirety of America to visitors from all over the world. Pretty neat. Very very good. Disney very difference good. right there. And, and yeah, if you think about it, it really is kind of, look at the landscape of America. Yeah, I mean, with my geographical, or lack thereof, knowledge, I'm just going to refer to disney now maybe it'll help me <laughs> uh going to the trivia we're going to revisit the trivia question from two weeks ago and hit the one for this week so it's a two-part answer what do the building blocks near wendy's bed and just under the window spell out first set of building blocks p pan obviously for peter pan and the second set of blocks spells disney uh this was a tricky one a lot of people had one or the other correct but not both love everyone's participation level in this uh this is something fun we like to do each week uh, this trivia question is tricky. Came, uh, it came from the, the podcast host, Pete, co-host. I don't know what we are. Uh, but it is, what was Cinderella's Royal Table formerly named? Uh, we have, I didn't believe him. So we, we have double-checked and triple-checked because he knew it was named something else and I did not believe him. But again, the question is, what was Cinderella's Royal Table formerly named? And obviously that is the restaurant inside of Cinderella Castle. Well, good. So yeah, anything else? That is it for me. Watch some more basketball and uh, hopefully get this Disney trip rocking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Rumor Mill's churning still. Rumor Mill is still churning. So, all right. Well, that's all we have for this week. So please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at MendoWDW Podcast. Got it that time. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.